This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Boy, what a beautiful day yesterday around the state of Wisconsin. Huh? It's five minutes after five o'clock on a Wednesday morning. It's the 15th day of May, and I know a lot of you are already baggy-eyed because the weather is allowing you to finally get some spring planting done. Well, is it going to hang around? The unfortunate answer, I'm afraid, is no. Today, it looks like we are going to have sunny skies again, daytime highs around 73 degrees, about a 10% chance of showers. Tomorrow, 75 with an afternoon shower or thunderstorm possible. Friday, 71 with a 40% chance of showers. So you still got a little time before the rain starts moving in, but then once it really does arrive on Friday, we've got a chance of showers in the forecast basically from Friday right on through to Tuesday of next week. Stu Monker, Ag Meteorologist, has weather details coming up. And also up before 6 o'clock, I caught him in the field yesterday, Dr. Sean Conley, University Extension Soybean Specialist. couple things he wants growers to think about this year. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. As proud partners of the beef industry, we're here for you and join you in celebrating National Beef Month in May. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. You know what? Each and every one of you could become a hero. What am I talking about? I'm talking about having the discussion and making the decision to be an organ, tissue, and eye donor. Across the state of Wisconsin, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites right now waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation, and you could be their hero. One person can save as many as eight lives through organ donation and improve 75 lives through tissue and eye donation. But listen, it's a decision that you have to make so your family doesn't have to make it for you. It's simple and easy to do. Register now. Get online. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Register today. It's fast. It's easy. Just jump online. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. That's DonateLifeWisconsin.org. You not only become a hero in your family today, you become someone else's hero in the future. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Well, we've been talking for weeks now, it seems, about uh, all the tariffs from around the world, the ones we're imposing, the ones they're imposing, really has an impact on markets in places you might not recognize. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee, you're at the southern end of the world's longest barn in uh, Madison. And uh, you may not at first blush think of some of these markets that are being hit by tariffs and retaliation, retaliatory measures as being Wisconsin-based companies. But, Bob, there's a lot of Wisconsin agribusiness that gets wrapped up into some of these measures, isn't there? You're absolutely right, Pam. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in the Eau Claire area. And, yes, we talk about corn and soybeans and beef and pork and the tariffs. But there are more products, obviously, as well as dairy, hit by these tariffs. 
Ethanol. Where does the ethanol industry stand in all this? We had a chance to find out about the health of the industry right now, international markets. We talked with Neil Kemet, and Neil is the president and general manager of Ace Ethanol and Stanley, also Fox River Valley Ethanol at Oshkosh, about the current situation of the ethanol industry. And he told us it's in about the same shape as the rest of agriculture right now. Well, the ethanol industry, um, not only in Wisconsin, but nationally, has been struggling about the last six, seven, eight months. Um, you've, start to, you've seen a situation where uh, a little bit of overproduction, but uh, the tariffs um, have really started to take a toll on product demand. So we've, we've had product demand destruction from the tariffs that have gone into effect, uh, both in Brazil and in China. And um, we've also seen uh, a delay in getting E15 approved, which has stunted demand domestically. How much lost markets have we had because of the tariffs in Brazil and in China and wherever else? Because I know a lot of your product goes to Canada. Right. So a lot of our product is going to Canada. We've probably seen about 30 to 50 million gallons per month of demand destruction due to the tariffs in Brazil and in and in China, and yes, a lot of our product does go to Canada, but when other ethanol plants that are not in Wisconsin, um, when they lose their export lanes, mm-hmm. then they start jamming product into our lanes. So what you've seen is price depression due to the fact that these ethanol facilities don't have other export markets. You mentioned uh, E15, and of course that's something we're looking at as we get into the summer driving season, which they say starts in June. This is something President Trump really pushed to have year-round E15 and E15 all over the country. What kind of an expectation do you have? Because I think it's probably going to be approved. Yeah, uh, the, the, the thought process is that we will have E15 by June 1st, which is the beginning of summer driving season. Uh, but that's not a, that's not a silver bullet. Uh, it takes time to develop markets. Right now, um, uh, service stations, uh, gas stations, they're not investing in what in in the in the new equipment they need to be able to supply E15. So once E15 is law and on the books, in other words, lawful to sell um, year round, then you'll start to see those investments made. Um, it's projected that it'll add about 1.5 billion gallons of ethanol demand over the next five years. So it's not tomorrow, but you'll start to see others invest in their businesses and able to allow E15 year-round. Are we going to be able to keep up with that demand as far as ethanol production? Where are we at as far as ethanol production around the country compared to maybe the last six months or the last year or two? Is it up or down or holding steady? Um, ethanol production had grown steadily since 2012, and last year was the first year where we, re- we really didn't see any production growth. And this year, we're actually anticipating to see uh, a negative growth or a decline in, in ethanol production. So there is enough capacity out there in the industry to meet the additional demand. And as we look at other issues that is that are facing the ethanol industry, while President Trump has been pushing for E15, others in the administration is Former EPA administrator, Mr. Pruitt, was from oil country, and these small refinery exemptions allowed them not to blend ethanol. What's the update on that as far as are more of them going to be issued by the current administrator? And what kind of an overall effect has that had? Because a lot of these small refineries got a lot of waivers. Yeah, well, we're getting into politics, and and, uh, there's a lot of unknown when you're dealing with politics. 
Uh, Pruitt, the last EPA administrator, uh, did issue, um, in, in my view, unlawfully, a, a lot of small refiner exemptions, and that was very that was devastating to ethanol demand. Um, uh, Wheeler, the new EPA administrator, uh, it has yet to be determined what his philosophy will be for small refiner exemptions, but uh, certainly we'll be keeping an eye on him to make sure that he's compliant with, with the law. And I don't think a lot of people, you know, we think of refineries, we think of the big oil companies, but there are a lot of those, obviously, around the country because the, there's a lot of them that are asking for this. What kind of an effect has this had on the industry when these small refiners don't have to blend ethanol. Are they big enough as a group to make a big difference versus, say, Amoco or whoever's left in the industry now? Yeah, based upon the numbers I've seen, it's it's created about 2 billion gallons of demand destruction. So if you break that down you know, into corn usage, um, it's about 750 million less bushels of corn that were used just over the last two years due to these small refiner exemptions. So uh, if you looked at the corn balance sheet and you took about 750 million bushels off uh, current supply demand for corn, you'd, you'd be seeing corn prices that are closer to $4.50 today. And, of course, without ethanol, we'd probably have corn prices that are a dollar lower than they are right now. Yeah, that's probably correct. As we move forward, of course, technology is something that uh, is always part. I know when the ethanol plants were being built, and we talked about the the scrubbers and the stacks and all the other things that are modern technology to keep our environment clean and those sorts of things. But uh, at ACE, you're installing what's called a D3MAX technology. What is that, and what's that going to do for your plant and your product? So what we're doing is we're installing a almost a second mini ethanol plant at the plant in Stanley. And what we're going to do is we're going to take the corn fiber that's left over after after the distillation process. So, you know, we take in corn, we grind it, uh, we convert the, just a starch fraction of the, of the corn kernel to ethanol. So then... The ethanol goes into the tank, and then what's um, left over becomes the distiller screen. Well, there's a lot of fiber that's left over. So what we're going to do is install essentially a second ethanol plant on the back of the first where we take and we digest the f- just the fiber fraction that's left. So we still have uh, protein and, um, and, and some other types of fiber in there. So it's, it's basically the leftover fiber is going to be converted into ethanol. So, but we're still going to have distiller's grains um, that, are, that are left after this process. So right now we make about 120,000 tons of distiller's grains per year. Um, that 120,000 tons is about 30, 32% protein. Um, so what we're going to have after we've distilled it, this, or fermented and distilled it the second time, is about 90,000 tons per year of distiller's grain. That's about 45% protein and a little bit higher in, in bypass protein than conventional DDGS. So what do you think that's going to mean as far as the market for DDGs, both domestically and internationally? We can ship less and it's higher quality? Well, for, for ACE, we think it'll be, you know, our, nobody's probably been harder hit in our area than the dairy guys. Uh, we think this will be probably an excellent product. Now, we still got a lot of testing to do. We're in the middle of some testing right now. Um, but we think it's going to be an excellent project uh, product for our dairy guys that will allow them to keep feeding uh, a, a better quality protein at a lower price than what, what their current rations are. So what's the timetable on this, getting the technology in place at your plant, 
and then being able to produce this higher quality DDGs as well as this uh, more cellulosic uh, ethanol. We're looking for a fourth quarter startup for the facility. So, you know, if everything goes according to plan, sometime in October we should be fully running. What do you think this will do for export demand for DDGs around the world? And how much do you export versus how much you move out of your plants in, in uh, Stanley and in Oshkosh domestically? Well, Stanley and Oshkosh, are, are, they basically mostly serve domestic markets. And that's our that's our aim going forward is to you know to create local demand you know the old the old saying your best demand is usually local demand so you know our our thought is that we, we plan to move most of this product here domestically. All right, Neil Kemet, and again Neil is the uh, general manager and uh, the president of both Ace Ethanol and Stanley and the Fox River Valley Ethanol Plant in Oshkosh. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. We've always had villains to face. Bad guys to take down. But you. You are the most horrible of all. Just because you're tough, it doesn't mean we can't beat you. We're here because we've had enough of you. We all have the power to do something. To change something. To stand up to cancer. Every single one of us is mortal. Even me. Even me. One person is not a team. But when we join together... You don't stand a chance. But inside, we are all heroes. We are resilient. We are powerful. And we will win. Marvel Studios' Avengers Endgame, MasterCard, and Stand Up to Cancer are joining together today to help take down one of the biggest villains of all. Cancer. Join us now at standuptocancer.org slash MasterCard. Sloan Implement, we've been helping farmers just like you for 88 years. Innovative John Deere precision farming technology that'll save you money and time. We have 60 RTK towers covering 12 million acres in Wisconsin and Illinois and 21 specialists located at 20 Sloan locations to assist with your John Deere machinery and precision farming needs. At Sloan Implement, we're farmers at heart too. If you've ever driven a tractor, you're her friend. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 5.20 on a Wednesday morning. There are a lot of tractor driving going on out there. I imagine some of you are starting to get a little fatigued. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us at 5.20. Like I said, though, oh, you just got to pinch yourself. It's so beautiful outside. Yesterday I had uh, Reba and Josh, our new farm assistants, over in the backyard for a little grilling activity. And uh, we were talking quite a little bit about the farmers that are out there. You know, I bet there's a bunch of them right now already sitting in the pickup truck or already got the, the planter loaded, Stu, because we don't want to miss a minute of this. No, you can't miss a minute. It's a beautiful day today. I mean, if you liked yesterday, today even nicer 
I think it'll be just a little bit warmer, but there is a little rain around too. And before you think that that's going to shut things down, let's look at the radar, tell you about some really scattered light rain from southeast Minnesota, just up near La Crosse, still a bit further north up toward Trempolo County, scattering over to the northern Fox Valley, a little north of Oshkosh and over into the Door Peninsula. There's a cool front dropping into northwest Wisconsin. It's going to push a bit further south today. That little line of scattered light rain will drop further south. Yet you may get a shower. It may rain for 10, 15 minutes or so. That could be about the extent we see out of this. But that chance is there. It's a slight possibility, but it will linger and cross all the way from La Crosse and Boston and over to Oshkosh, Fond du Lac, Madison through the day. Otherwise, that weak front drops off to the south, becomes a little stationary. The next system, an upper level low, moves in, starts to pull that back north as a warm front. And that could mean a bit of a shower or a thunderstorm chance developing as we look at Thursday. Still with that really mild air, still good conditions around. But it's more likely as the upper system at Self moves in that we see some rain Friday. So today, tomorrow, a chance, a little better chance, but most likely Friday into Friday night, some showers and even some thunderstorms. It would appear to me from late Friday into Friday night, up to a half or even three quarters of an inch of rain could be seen. I'll check the forecast right after this. For control of yellow nut sedge and tough to kill broadleaf weeds like common lambs quarters and water hemp in your cornfield, tank mix Yukon in your post emergence herbicide treatment. Yukon is the gold standard in knockdown and residual control of yellow nutsedge. With two modes of action, Yukon gives you an easy-to-tank mix tool that also helps defend against herbicide resistance. To keep your cornfields clean of yield-robbing yellow nutsedge and tough broadleaf weeds, trust Yukon from Gowan, USA. I'm guessing that most people can figure out that I'm a dog person, but really I'm a any animal person. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. But dogs have always had a part in my life from the farm to today. That's why I was really excited to hear about the cutting-edge research going on now at the School of Veterinary Medicine with Dr. David Vale. He's working on a canine cancer vaccine. Can you imagine not having to treat animals with cancer, but instead being able to prevent it? That's just one example of the cutting-edge research right here in our community. But listen, they need more space to move forward with this kind of research. And that's where you come in. It's not just about donating money. It's also about creating conversations in our state. You can write a letter, send an email, make a phone call to your elected officials, letting them know that the UW School of Veterinary Medicine is out of space and needs to expand. Want more details? Jump online. Animals Need Heroes 2 too.com. All righty, Stu, let's have some more of that good news for today. Well, sunny and mild, that's the word today, but there is that small chance of a scattered shower. This morning, La Crosse and Austin, midday, Oshkosh and, and Fond du Lac, and probably mid-late afternoon in Madison. We'll still be in the low or even the mid-70s at La Crosse, the west winds at 5, partly cloudy overnight, low to mid-50s, the northwest winds at 5, tomorrow mostly cloudy, chance for a scattered shower, possible thunderstorm, more likely, I guess, around midday or so, the high, though, in the mid-70s, I see some upper 70s at La Crosse, south winds at 8 to 18, and then Friday mostly cloudy, a little more likelihood of some rain, Pam, like I said, Friday, Friday night, a half to three quarters of an inch, so the end of the week's going to get wet, and then it cools just 
just a little bit. All right, thanks, Stu. In lacrosse this morning, you're starting off with clear skies, 52. Mauston, clear and 52. Fond du Lac, you've got clear skies as well, sitting at 52 degrees. Oshkosh, clear and 55. Madison this morning, looking at clear skies and 52 degrees. Tell you what, we got a chance to catch up with uh, Dr. Sean Conley, University Extension Soybean Specialist. He was out in the field yesterday uh, racing to get his research plots in, but he took a couple moments to just remind Wisconsin soybean growers some of the finer points you got to watch this year. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. I don't know about you, but I don't have the time or the energy to drive all over town trying to find a good deal when it comes to my ride. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here from my buddies at Zimbrick Chevrolet, Main Street, Sun Prairie. I've told you this story before, how they hooked me up with my Suburban. I didn't have a lot of time. I had to get a new ride fast. So what I did was give them a list of everything I wanted included in my ride, and bam, they got it. Plus, the best price guaranteed. Uh-huh. They're so confident they can beat any other dealer's price on the same vehicles, they'll pay you $500 cash if they can't. So why waste all the time and energy driving all over town when you can just drive in to Zimbrick Chevrolet Main Street Sun Prairie and get the best price guaranteed? A great vehicle, no buyer's remorse. Now that's the kind of relationship I can live with. Check out their entire inventory online, ZimbrickChevrolet.com, or like I said, stop in and tell them the farm babe sent you. We've always had villains to face. Bad guys to take down. But you... You are the most horrible of all. Just because you're tough, it doesn't mean we can't beat you. We're here because we've had enough of you. We all have the power to do something. To change something. To stand up to cancer. Every single one of us is mortal. Even me. Even me. One person is not a team. But when we join together... You don't stand a chance. But inside, we are all heroes. We are resilient. We are powerful. And we will win. Marvel Studios' Avengers Endgame, MasterCard, and Stand Up to Cancer are joining together today to help take down one of the biggest villains of all. Cancer. Join us now at standuptocancer.org slash MasterCard. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 years and 80 minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. For decades, white planters have earned a reputation for boosting yields and profits. Now they've taken a quantum leap forward with the addition of Precision Planting's remarkable seeding technology. It gives you more speed, more precision, and better yields. 
plant with confidence for an early season win and an end of season reward. Learn more about white planters at your local Ziegler Ag Equipment location or online at zieglerag.com. We're heading into the season of weddings, class reunions, and other big events. Is your skin ready? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Whether your special day is next year or next week, we can help you feel confident and beautiful in your skin. Treatments such as laser and light therapy can tighten skin and remove age spots. With years of sun damage, it can take a series of treatments to get the best results. Other procedures such as Botox and dermal fillers can soften wrinkles and relax frown lines. If your event is fast approaching, don't lose hope. Medical grade skin products and peels can give your skin a little boost. Visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. RejuvenationClinicofSaukPrairie.com You can find CBD products at so many places nowadays. What we provide is a CBD-specific store. We have over 300 products. We are one of the biggest in the country, and we're right here in Madison. When most people walk in the door, they say, oh my gosh, GreenRx for CBD knowledge, information, and products. Leon Road and GreenRxMadison.com, your complete CBD resource. That I want to ask uh, the Hauser Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, they're Hashtag in Mi- Watch. Michigan State today. Yes, and Michigan then State tomorrow today. as well. Uh, I don't know if it's going to last until tomorrow. I know they're there today, today. and then, and then uh, potentially tomorrow, and then we'll see. Then they make a decision. What's your vibe feeling like on the Hauser brothers and the potential of them signing with the uh, coming home to Wisconsin? So Davis? many people are saying it's Wisconsin. Uh, a lot, a lot of people are saying Wisconsin. I still think it's kind of up in the air. I think uh, potentially, if it was up to Sam, he may go elsewhere. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like Joey followed Sam to Marquette. Mm-hmm. I think Joey probably really does like UW and wants to come to UW. But I think it may end up being something where Sam has has a louder voice than than Joey does. Despite the fact that Joey is going to be there for another two years, potentially three, if they were to give him a waiver. And Sam's only going to be there for one. But, again, Wisconsin's in the mix. And both... Wisconsin can fit them. The whole... Yes. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, continue. uh, Virginia and Michigan State are still waiting on some things and whether they can actually do it. Like, I'm just shocked that Michigan State and Virginia, who are both going to be probably, especially Michigan State, going to be in national title contention next year, are going to, I don't want to say waste scholarships on guys that can't play next year, but that's essentially what it is. And just pulling them over to the next, the following year. Wisconsin, on the other hand, they've had, they had nine scholarship players right now after mm-hmm. these two guys, these other two guys left. So um, they have it, and I don't think anybody's expecting big things from them next year. But the year after that, with those two in the mix, could be a, a shot to run the Sweet 16 and potentially Elite 8 and maybe even final, you know past that if you get those guys in the mix. Now, I'm looking at one of the biggest guard haters oh. I know in a rally. I was just or... more or less wondering – I just find it kind of strange how connected these two are at the hip. They're brothers. They're I understand that. But if, if Sam is looking to try and go to the N- NBA, and obviously Joey would be doing the same thing, why not go to the university that potentially fits your best mold to go to the next level? Isn't that Wisconsin? I, I don't know. I mean, those are That's those why I'm asking two, the two question. Big, two bigs that can shoot outside. I, again, I you know, 
I think all three of those programs really fit them well, but Wisconsin and the swing were probably fit them the best. Um, I can't, by the way, I've seen maybe that's swing. just because maybe that's just because I've seen Wisconsin more than the other two, but certainly um, we know what bigs that can shoot. In so the Hauser's come. We're obviously not going to see him this coming year. We'll see him the year after. Right. I've been reading a lot, and I've been saying this. You know, uh, Nate Reavers, I think, is that next guy to take that huge step and to become very successful in the swing offense. I'm excited to see what the swing offense can do without Ethan Happ, who is a listen. When you have a big guy that can't shoot, the swing offense is not going to work too well. But Nate Reavers, I think, could take the next step because we were talking about this a while ago. People really disliked Frank Kaminsky his freshman and sophomore year. Then he took that huge step junior and senior year. Reavers, in my opinion, is already well ahead of Frank Kaminsky coming into his junior year, and I think he can be that next focal point for the Wisconsin offense in that swing. Am I wrong in thinking that? He's uh, Reavers has done more than Kaminsky did in his first two years. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But Do you think Kaminsky took such a huge Kaminsky took such a huge jump from his sophomore to his junior year, where he became one of the best players in the country by the end of that season. I don't know if Reavers has that. Yeah. Um, where where Frank was different than even you know when where Nate is. Nate will put the ball on the ground, but he'll not actually go all the way to the basket. He'll pick it up after. Like he'll pump fake because mm-hmm. everyone has to respect the three, and then he'll get like within two. He'll get two steps in and pick the dribble up because he's not totally comfortable with going all the way to the basket. And we saw a couple times when he did, it didn't work out great. That was the difference of what made Frank you know special um, is the ability to put the ball on the ground. And actually, uh, you know, put the ball on the floor and actually get to the basket. I don't know if Nate has that. That's 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 why this summer's very important. What you work on? Yeah, I got yeah. a follow up question for you. So you go to practice most of their practices in no. the winter. No, we don't get to go to practice anymore. Not anymore. No. I was going to ask you how no, much better they just shut it down for everybody. Bo, yeah, Bo Ryan. You could watch almost every practice. Greg Gard, I think. Thanks a lot, Nelson. Like five practices. Total. Oh, he heard you hating on him, and he shut it out for everybody. Unbelievable. You ruined it for everyone. Actually, I think they, they saw his performance at the Big Ten Media Days back in 2017, and oh. were so upset with He's done. with He's his done. Well, obviously, small J journalism. Skills. If they saw my <laughs> if they saw my free throw shooting ability, they would open it. They would open it back up and let me teach. Either way, go ahead. What were you going to ask? No, I was going to ask how much of an impact will Micah Potter have shooting the three? Because I think two he has the big ability. Guys, he has yeah. the ability. Two big guys being able to shoot it would immensely help the Badgers yeah, team. Yeah, he's going to be in the starting lineup, and it's going to the, the floor is going to spread out significantly. I think having Potter on the floor, the ability to run the swing in general, but just have that guy that has that threat of a three-point shot. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. 535 now on a Wednesday morning. A couple items popped to mind. On this date back in 1928, the first Mickey Mouse film was screened. It was a six-minute film called Plain Crazy, and it was directed by Walt Disney. On this date back in 1930, the first airline stewardess went on duty. And on this date back in 1940, your world changed. The first McDonald's fast food restaurant opened in San Bernardino, California. It was actually a barbecue joint when McDonald's first opened. Today, it's the world's largest fast food chain. And now you know. Dr. Sean Connolly, University Extension Soybean Specialist, is joining us before 6 o'clock. I caught up with him yesterday. He's like a lot of farmers, just using every ounce of decent weather to try to get something in the ground. Uh, what do we have to pay attention to this year? Dr. Connolly, our guest, before 6 o'clock. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on Wednesday. 
Well, the economic climate for basically all of Wisconsin agriculture is challenged, and uh, elected officials at the State House are paying attention. Senator Howard Markline is the chair of the Senate Agriculture Committee. Two different pieces of legislation that he's working on. First, the Dairy Innovation Hub and getting funding for that research tool that is designed to put more people in place at UW River Falls, Platteville, and Madison, trying to develop new products. Uh, new processes for our dairy industry. And then there's the economic challenges of rural agribusinesses that want to expand. Did you realize there's a lot of banks that do not want to invest in rural Wisconsin? It's not a sure thing. Talked about it yesterday with Senator Markline, and he said both issues are getting attention at the State House and the Dairy Innovation Hub. That got overwhelming support last week. Last week, uh, the committee voted unanimously uh, to pass it uh, out of committee. Uh, so I'm glad and so delighted it was a bipartisan uh, vote in. And uh, we had, you know, people voted for it in all sectors uh, from all over the state of Wisconsin. So uh, that was good news. So that moves along. And uh, give people a few more details. Has anything changed about the components of what you've been asking for, which is basically financial support to assist us in finding new ideas, new innovations for dairy? No, the the bill, uh, there were no amendments to the bill. It went through as, uh, and, and th- again, this is another idea that came out of the Dairy Task Force 2.0 and even its pre- the Dairy Task Force's predecessor uh, before that. So uh, it came out as they had recommended. It, it recommends spending $7.9 million uh, per year uh, for research uh, on dairy uh, issues on three campuses. That would be UW-Madison, UW-Platteville, and UW-River Falls. Those are the three campuses that have strong uh, ag departments, and we want to leverage the strength that they have. Now, that's not the only issue that is kind of coming forward because of the Dairy Task Force 2.0, Howard. There are some fine distinctions that you want to make, especially with your accounting background, that people need to understand. Properties that, you know, agribusiness properties that are in rural communities versus a more urbanized setting have been treated very differently in the past. You're trying to adjust that. Explain where the premise started for this and why it needs to be addressed. Well, the uh, the bill that um, I've authored is the uh, Agricultural Development Loan Guarantee Program. And the, the problem we have is that if you take a uh, commercial building in, in Madison, let's say, and, and, and go to a bank to try to borrow to construct that commercial building or buy that commercial building, uh, the banks are pretty receptive to accepting that risk because if things go south, they can resell that building readily. If you take that same building and put it out in one of our small rural areas, uh, banks are concerned about the resale uh, of that property. And so they don't, it's harder to get a loan uh, on, a, on a building out in our rural areas than it is uh, in, in an urban area, which again puts us at uh, a disadvantage in our, our rural areas. So what this bill will do is uh, allow, it's, not, uh, it's a permissive thing, would permit the Wisconsin Housing and Economic Development Authority, uh, WIDA, to um, have a, a loan guarantee program for agricultural, rural agricultural processors and, and manufacturers. So uh, the most common example I can give would be uh, of a cheese, cheese plant, a cheese factory, um, will, willing to, or wishing to expand uh, or build out in our rural areas. 
and um, you know, having difficulty finding financing uh, at traditional banks. And so this would give them another option that hopefully would permit them to uh, go ahead and with their expansion. That's Wisconsin Senator Howard Markline, chair of the Senate Agriculture Committee. So again, like we said, the Dairy Innovation Hub getting resounding support at least last week and uh, also now taking a look at allowing the Wisconsin Housing and Economic Development Authority to basically guarantee loans for rural agribusinesses and their reinvestment in our infrastructure. We'll keep an eye on both. It's 541. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local Wisconsin-based insurance company that also protects thousands of other Wisconsin businesses? There's a local rural mutual insurance agent office near you, and premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Rural mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. So this is your year, huh? The year that you're going to spend more time doing the things that you love and getting some of those projects off your list. Well, guess what? McFarland's applauds you, and they're ready to help. I'm Pam Yankee for McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. And that's a good thing. You know why? Because right now, McFarland's has some incredible deals on closeout accessories for different Kubota models, tractor cabs, buckets, a lot of other items that are in limited supplies. Better yet, light construction equipment, tractors, RTVs right now, All special financing deals available at McFarland. So if you're looking to enjoy more of the great outdoors, maybe you want to upgrade that uh, lawn project, or maybe you're thinking already about fall and enhancing that deer stand, listen, it's all under one roof at McFarland's, your Kubota dealer right there, 780 Carolina Street. That's in the heart of Sauk City. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, we're here for you, wishing you a safe and successful planting season. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. Corn and soybeans really turned it around yesterday in Chicago. They're starting to finally pay attention to the delayed planting situation farmers are facing. Barrel cheese was down three and three quarter cents to 160. 40 pound block cheese dropped three quarters of a cent to 166. Double A butter, that was down a penny on Tuesday to 235 a pound. Now, an overnight electronic trade December corn is up four and a quarter cents at 392. November beans up four and a quarter cents at 860. July new crop wheat up four and three quarter cents, four fifty three and a quarter rolling into today's trade. Again, it's all about getting their emphasis away from China and instead focused in on the real world challenges that a lot of farmers are facing with erratic weather that is again back in the forecast today through the weekend. Good luck out there if you are one of the Wisconsin farmers capitalizing on our warm, dry weather. But please think safety first. You matter to all of us. Up next, he's out in his field, Dr. Sean Conley, University Extension Soybean Specialist with us next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. We went into Chalmers because that's where my fiancé got my engagement ring. So we went back there to design our wedding bands. 
I was looking for a place that was unique, not a chain store. I wanted someone that I could go to over and over again in our area who would give me the level of service and attention that I thought her ring deserved. Every time we go in there, we always leave feeling like our days just got made so much better. You just feel so happy and like good about what you're doing and the people there are just so friendly. We've had constant email communication, um, appointments set up. They've reached out to us multiple times to ensure that we were able to go through the process to get the ring that I wanted for my fiance. And we were able to create what I was envisioning. I don't think anything could make her happier the way it is. I was so overwhelmed with excitement. It was exactly what I was picturing, and it was really amazing. Jumpers, jewelers, in and Madison. Art doesn't see disabilities. That's because art is truly for everyone, all artists, ages, cultures, and abilities. But for individuals with disabilities, making art transforms not just them as creators, it transforms everyone around them. VSA Wisconsin has been changing lives through art for over 30 years. We provide accessibility and participation in all arts learning that enhance so many aspects of life. For thousands of Wisconsinites with disabilities, from three years old to seniors, we offer participation in music, visual art, creative writing, movement, and drama. What can VSA Wisconsin do for you? Inspire. You'll see at our programs, shows, events, and sales throughout the state. Attend classes and workshops taught by professional artists at the VSA Art Center in Madison. Or visit our gallery and shop and take some inspiration home. Visit us online at vsawis.org to volunteer, donate, to get informed, get involved, and get inspired by art all over again. Chicken, sheep, and cows, oh my. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, now that we do have a little bit of cooperation from Mother Nature, it's uh, Becky bar the door on how many hours a farmer will try to put in to get the job done. But... We still have to exercise caution. Time for a quick update from the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, making sure that growers are thinking through the details this year, especially after the developments we've witnessed in the past seven days' time on the international market. You cannot afford any mistakes. Dr. Sean Conley, University Extension Soybean Specialist, is along with us, who is out in the fields himself uh, going like crazy. I got an email from Dr. Damon Smith, our plant pathologist. He's been out on the planters. It literally is uh, everybody roll all at once. But you're a little concerned, Sean, that that gets people making some poor decisions because they feel like the clock's against them. That's right, Pam. Typically what we see when we're in this frantic rush, again, safety is a big big key, number one, but also we we get into that field maybe a day too early. And, then, and we know on corn specifically, but even so on the soybean side of things, that if we go in and uh, mud it in or have an issue with site wall compaction, uh, we'll be paying for that sin of planting a day early all growing season, and that will result in even lower yields in, uh, at the end of the growing season. Even when we do have a decent soil bed ready to go, this year you have to pay attention to multiple steps. We've talked about this before, Sean. You are very, very concerned about making sure we are prepared to do bo- battle with uh, specifically water hemp. That's right, Pam. When we look at weather forecasts, I know farmers are be pushing it, and I'm a little concerned that we're going to get ahead of our, or that uh, planter is going to get too far ahead of that sprayer. And a lot of these pre-emitted herbicides um, are, have basically a zero to three day label in terms of getting it on post-planting. And with the imp- the pending weather forecast, I see rain in the forecast, and this 
concerned that we're going to get an issue with both fields getting too wet, not getting the sprayer, and then missing that pre-emergence herbicide, which is which, as we remember last year, was to the detriment to a lot of farmers. And then we just can't, uh, with the technologies we have now, keep ahead of water hemp was just a post-only operation. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, there's so there's two issues I'm thinking of. Obviously, it's the weather and time, Sean. The other thing is on kind of a, a, rel- a related issue. Are you getting any feedback from cooperatives out there? We are so exceptionally shorthanded on drivers with a CDL or those qualified uh, trained professionals that can apply some of these components. Does that worry you at all about them being able to keep up with this massive onslaught of acres? It does. And then we add that to the, the wind that we're always dealing with. That's going to really limit the amount of spray time that the applicators have to get across all the acres. Because with our equipment today, farmers can plant a lot of acres in a short amount of time. And again, I'm just concerned that we're not going to be able to get those herbicides out there, miss that window, and um, have some issues, again, with trying to manage our weeds, specifically with our later planting. The crops are going to be a little less competitive, and it's going to give even more of an opportunity for those weeds to get through that crop canopy and produce a seed head. Well, and just because we didn't get the seed in the ground does not mean that that weed has not been developing already. I mean, they, that's one point that's been made by plenty of growers. The weeds and the insects are not slowing down because our planters have not rolled. That's right. We're actually out in a couple of our fields right now. We're battling giant ragweed that's coming through. Uh, and again, like our applicators, we're having an, an issue just getting in the field because they're so wet. And we're getting to the legal limit of when uh, we can be able to spray the um, spray out the giant ragweed. So it's not just water hemp we're dealing with. It's giant ragweed and a, a plethora of all the weeds that uh, scourge us in Wisconsin. So we were talking about how we have to use our heads. We have to slow down to a certain extent. Sean, as a researcher that's up against these same elements of challenge, what are you looking at calendar-wise where things are really going to get difficult, whether it's a planting date and variety change, or whether it's that critical window of opportunity for weed control. What are some of the hot dates that you're keeping in mind? Usually, if we can get all of our crop in the ground prior to June 1, June 1 is the magical date in my mind when we start making changes. Uh, The first change is we get into later May and early uh, into June is to start increasing your seeding rates. I've been trying to push farmers to plant less and less seed. But as we delay our planting date, we need more seeds out there to effectively get us more nodes per unit acre, which gives us more seeds per unit acre. Then when we get past roughly June 10th is when I really push growers to start making a change to the maturity group. So we've got a good month yet before we have to change varieties or maturity group. And if we have to make that change, don't go any earlier than a half maturity group bean than you normally plant. For example, if you're usually planting a 2.5, don't go any earlier than a 2.0 uh, if you do make that switch. And then what about the weed control? That is uh, as tricky a calendar as you're going to find with the giant ragweed, with the water hemp. What are the hot dates, no pun intended, that I've got to pay attention to there? Well, we do have a little bit more flexibility. Uh, the only issues we have are with some of the pre-emergence herbicides and the residual activity. We have... Depending on what the rotational crop is, uh, will dictate whether or not we can make that herbicide because some crops have a 
nine months of other herbicides have a 12 month uh, window in terms of when you can plant back into other crops. So we'll just have to pay attention to your your labels and make sure that whatever you're rotating that field into next year, that the pre-emergent herbicide or residual herbicide you have out there falls within that label. And uh, to your point about how the weeds are already getting a, a step on us, um, when does that window close, Sean? I mean, I, I am truly concerned about that because the the weeds, even though it's been a cool spring, the weeds are still coming. Our product can only go past a certain date. Right, and that's one of the challenges. If we have some of the corn that's in uh, and we have a pre-emerge or soybean, for that matter, pre-emergent herbicide that's out there, the longer and the cooler it is, um, that those weeds will go, grow through and those, that crop isn't as competitive and we're going to lose that efficacy uh, from those pre-emergent. So we'll just have to pay attention to that and scout our fields and not just re- rely on the label to tell us how many weeks of activity we have with those residual herbicides. Okay, so speaking of those dates and speaking of once we do get to the field, we talked about it, we've talked about it for the past couple of years. Uh, you, Dr. Damon Smith, have put together some very, very valuable in-field tools through the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board on apps that are particularly appropriate now uh, talk to me about the apps, Sean, and which ones we should be downloading to try to help us with these decisions. Yeah, the first one for farmers to dig into right away would be Bean Cam. Uh, that was the app that basically allows you to go on do stand counts in soybean right in the field. Um, then it'll give you an, an estimate of what your population is and then whether or not you should replant. And it'll give you a predicted maximum yield potential. So that's the first one to look at. And then as we get a little bit further into the season and we get into that white mold timing, uh, Dr. Damon Smith has a couple white mold apps. The first one would be Spore Caster, which is a predictive model that gives you a risk for your field for incidents of white mold. And then if you hit high on that one or high risk, then we have Spore Buster is the other app that helps you or allows you as a farmer to put your own prices for fungicide applications into it, and it gives you efficacy data back and basically lists which fungicides you should be using for management of white mold in your fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are they are very valuable tools at critical times of the year, like right now. So download them. They are absolutely free, courtesy of the Wisconsin Soybean Board and the great research done by Dr. Damon Smith, our plant pathologist, Dr. Rodrigo Worley, our weed specialist, and Dr. Sean Conley, our soybean specialist. So jump on any platform, the Android or the Apple platforms. Uh, Bean Cam is one of them that you should be using right now. And then Sporecaster, Uh, Coming up in a little bit, we'll be talking more about that as usual. This program, as always, brought to you courtesy of your soybean checkoff dollars, the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board. Tap into more. You can always follow along at badgerbean.com. If you want to find out more about the association and get involved, wisoybean.org. This is the Farm.